Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Passion and Purpose podcast. I'm here today with two awesome men of God. Y'all know Jimmy, and we've got our good friend, Joe Ewan here. We've been talking about seeking the Lord over the last several episodes, and today we're going to talk about that, not just at a personal level, but at a leadership level of leading a church or a family of churches. And uh, as we get started, I have a question for y'all. How in the world did a kid from Beaumont, Texas, and a Scottish fisherman connect? How did y'all meet each other, and how does that connect to seeking the Lord? Yeah, well, uh, I'll just uh, back it up. I often tell the story of when Laura and I were first getting started, uh, and we were about to start the training school. I'm driving down I-35 in Waco, Texas, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says this simple phrase, if you'll simply obey the next thing I'm telling you to do, you'll be in the middle of the greatest revival this world's ever seen. And, um, you know, of course you can think, wow, what a statement. But what was clear to me was actually the first part. If you'll simply obey the next thing I'm telling you to do, because so many times we get caught up in the outcomes and how's that going to look and what do I need to do and everything else. And really, there's only two questions that we need to answer every day. God, what do I need to know and what do I need to do? Let's just make it simple. There you go. And then God creates a pathway for his glory. And, and we don't have to make the outcomes work. We just respond and follow. And um, But what one of the beautiful things about that is we started the training school. We would do nine months in the city, three months overseas. And the second year we did the training school, it was now summer of 1989. One of the places we landed was Banff, Scotland. And uh, the accompanying city is Macduff, two uh, smaller cities there on the northern coast. And man, was God moving in this church. And um, we were experiencing the power of God. We were listening to God, obeying God. God was doing miraculous things in this cool little town. And um, uh, but the uh, but the pastor he didn't want anything to do with us. He was on vacation or something <laughs> while we were doing yeah. while we were doing all the work of the ministry. And then eventually he showed up, and uh, that's how we met. Yeah, I arrived home to a bunch of ticks all over the church. And um, we just made a connection in yeah. our hearts together, like God does sometimes. Yes. It's just something works, something's there. And uh, from that point on, I would I would follow him up. You know, I'd get a word. Well, if I get a word, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Well, I had no idea about time difference back then. And so at 9 o'clock in the morning, I get this word for him. So I'd bear for him. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, this was three o'clock in the morning. But Absolutely. I was just about ready to get up and see yeah, the Lord. And and I, I said to him, I said, I'm just checking to see if you're getting up for your quiet. <laughs> um, not realizing it was three in the morning. But <clears throat> I soon learned somehow or another. But uh, yeah, and the word of the Lord is we never move without the word of the Lord. Mm. And that's always been how we've lived back in Scotland. And um and it's it's how we've always lived together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Doing what God's called us to do. Yeah, and and you know the bond is of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. God brought our hearts together, and then <laughs> our affection, our love, the joy of being together. I mean, we have more fun than most people do. It's not fair <laughs> to the rest of the world. We laugh a lot, we pray a lot, we engage people's hearts, and it's just it's a it's such a joy to be able to do this uh, together. 
And this whole idea, though, about word of the Lord and hearing God together uh, was really highlighted significantly early on in 1991. I was in um, California and we were praying like we are in this season. Hey, Lord, where are you taking us? We yeah. just need to know what to do uh, and, 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 and when or how to do it. You know, Lord, just speak. We're listening. And um, uh, I'm out in California and this guy, I'm listening to a seminar um, actually by Floyd McClung out at Fuller Seminary. Another great man of God. Yeah. And uh, this guy walks across the the way at the end. There's probably 300 people in the room. And he hands me a piece of paper and he said, um, I don't know who you are or anything about you, but God spoke to me to give you this scripture. I folded it, put it in my pocket. And um, I get home that, uh, uh, that weekend. It's on Saturday. And then on Sunday night, another guy uh, in our midst, uh, he said, I've been praying for you all weekend. And God told me to give you this scripture piece of paper, scripture on it, I put it in my pocket. So the next morning, Joe, why don't you pick it up from there? Yeah, the next morning, I don't think that was a nine o'clock word, no. I'm on it. <laughs> but uh, the next day I was praying and Isaiah 54 was a like a cornerstone to, to our little church back in Scotland back in the day. And I just, you know, I'd been praying for you and felt, yeah, I need to share this word and out of Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3, which I believe is such an important word for us as a yeah. as a group of churches, as a movement. Yes, absolutely. So Joe shares this, excuse me, this word out of Isaiah. Let, let me interject. For all of us who maybe aren't in Isaiah 54 at the moment, what what is that passage of Scripture? Yes, right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's here. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwelling, do not spare or do not hold back, lengthen your cords and strengthen the stakes. For you will expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the desolate heritages. Yeah, in the, in the New American Standard it says, and your descendants will possess nations. Okay, so now this is yeah. the third time in a few days you've gotten the scripture, yeah. one when you're out uh, right. yep. with Floyd. Yep. One, when you come back to Waco, right. and then Joe calls, yeah. and again, same passage of Scripture. Yep. What's going on in you? Uh, what What's going on yep. around you? What's the context of receiving this, and yep. why was that so significant? Well, the reason it's so significant is that God was moving powerfully among these this little discipleship training school we call ADS. God was moving powerfully, and we knew eventually we were going to plant churches. So we're saying, God, what do we do? What are you asking of, of us to do? And this scripture came so powerfully. I'm asking you to expand, go deep, go wide. I'm asking you to go to the right and to the left. I'm asking you to go mm-hmm. us nations. Mm-hmm. And so it was, yes, all right, we have a promise that we can lock and load in. And uh, what I didn't know, I would find out later uh, that, of course, that was a word for Joe in their movement as well. Of course, the two movements are now one movement, but we were both seeking God and God spoke to us together, unify around Amen. this, build a movement around this, begin to plant churches all over the world. Now, right after that, or excuse me, shortly after that, with uh, when I say shortly, within a year's time, we had planted our first church in Siberia and a young lady um, was learning to hear God, a new believer, and she has this picture in her mind of crosses starting in Southern Siberia, going over the globe and to the right to the left around the world. And she said, do you think I, I had this picture? Do you think it's God? 
And it was Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Those from among you, they'll spread abroad to wow. the right and the left. Amen. Your descendants will possess nations. We literally were living in it from moment one. A couple months after that, a leader from YWAM came in and he said, I've been praying for you for a couple months. And I had this picture and he drew that picture of crosses starting at the first church plant in Siberia and going over the globe and down uh, around the globe. So this this Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 word has been so uh, significant because yeah. we keep coming back to it as an anchor point. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when we talk about the word of the Lord. These are anchor points. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, I remember you telling me the story of, uh, you know, you're in Scotland, you're slugging it out. You're saying, all right, God, what do you have for... Little guy in a little city in northern Scotland. Yeah, yeah, and and I was reading, I was reading Romans chapter eight verse eleven. Okay, if the same spirit that mm. raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, mm. the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken my mortal body. Mm. And then I had this revelation of the Holy Spirit, mm. and then I began to, I began to think. Well, I, I've heard this guy Floyd McClung, and the Holy Spirit lives within him, and I, you know, and I started to name different men of God throughout the ages. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, I, 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 I get up from my chair, I go downstairs, and Yvonne's busy cooking lunch or something. And I said, Yvonne, you know something? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, and he's quickening my mortal body. And I just want you to know I'm as good as Yonggi Cho. Who was the pastor of the largest church, church in, the world, in the world at the okay. time? So I, and, and, you know, an old brethren guy used to, Alan Parsons used to, um, he was a foundational guy that we built the church with. He, he would always say this, we need to, to, to come to a settled disposition. In other words, we need to settle some things in our hearts for us to move on. Mm. That was one of the things I settled in my heart that day about the Holy Spirit. Wow. If it's good enough for Yonggi Cho, it's good enough for me, yeah. and I'm going. I'm moving forward with that. Amen. Yeah, well, we're grateful. Well, I mean, a settled disposition in your heart. Yeah, but that the, again, that's not what we're talking about with the Word of the Lord. We can we can get all flowery about it, but ultimately, it's God speaks by the Holy Spirit to yeah. my spirit and confirms it with His Word, with two or three witnesses, or and mm-hmm. or multitude of witnesses, and then I put a stake in the ground and I'm not moving off of that. So Joe has built confidence off of the revelation that the same spirit lives with him that is anyone that we yeah. in history. Yeah. Therefore, God can use him. And so I'm sure that that's helped you on days you didn't feel oh, confident. If, and then wonder if, if God had a future and a hope, right? We're, we all get there. Yeah. But we go back to the word of the Lord that's personally. Right. And then we go back and as a corporate community, so we keep going back to Isaiah 54, mm. 2 and 3. Mm. As a as a standing point, huh. yeah. And for me, you know, uh, being an ex fisherman and, and understanding the need for an anchor, yeah. You know, um, because an anchor holds you steady in a storm, mm. um, or in, if you're in an anchorage, you you need to be able to leave your boat with confidence, knowing it's not going to move. Yes. And that's the same as the word of the Lord in your heart. Mm. You anchor it. I ain't moving. Yes, absolutely. So beautiful. So y'all's relationship came together out of a shared desire to hear the Lord and respond to him. And then over the last 30 some odd years, 
God really has brought y'all together around this from the Isaiah 54 passage, the different experiences that you had and Antioch Waco and the churches that are part of our family of churches really have emerged out of relationships like these, God bringing y'all together around hearing and responding to the Lord. So let's, let's fast forward to 2023 and we're about to go into a season really of seeking the Lord for his future direction. I want to get you to share about that in just a moment. But I just wanted to share on behalf of our community, thank y'all for the road that you've paved of modeling what does it look like to be people who seek the Lord and want to listen to him and want to let his word be fixed points for us in the midst of the trials and the temptations and the things where it's like, man, there's great fruit and midst of days where it feels like, gosh, this is very tough sledding. I wanted to thank y'all for modeling that, for being spiritual fathers to so many of us, and for helping to lead our family of churches from that posture that we want to be a people wherever we are around the world, we will be both hearing the Lord and responding to him. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And share with us a little bit about where we are. Bring us up to speed as a family of churches in hearing the Lord. And what does the next kind of season look like for us? Yeah, so um, just want to take our way back just a moment to move forward. Okay, so in 2018, um, you know, we had seen God do beautiful things since the Isaiah 54 word. We were in over 100 nations. Oh, excuse me, we're over 45 nations. We had 100 teams reaching the unengaged, unreached. We had 40 U.S. churches. So many beautiful things going on, um, and at the same time. Kind of the older you get, the temptation is to ride off the past instead of live in the present mm. and in the future. And it wasn't like intentionally we were doing that. It's just that we had gotten a little comfortable and a little too comfortable because we have always been called to be pioneers, to move people forward, to be what the scripture calls apostolic and prophetic. Um, all right, what's Status quo is not okay in the church, outside the church, in life. How do we move people forward? How do we hear God and take the risks that are necessary to not settle? So we knew that's where we were in 2018, and I'm going into our U.S. conference where our U.S. pastors and their leaders are all going to gather, and I'm, I'm preparing a message around, we need to get back to our apostolic vision of Jesus, our apostolic lifestyle of sacrifice, our apostolic mission to seek and save the lost at all costs. And I'm um, gearing up for it uh, the night before that conference, I have a dream. And and again, it's now we often call it the Queen Mary dream, but it's, it was significant in this way. God had already spoken the word, you're drifting, you need to call the people back. Then God gives us dramatic dream of the Queen Mary, a cruise liner during World War II that that was uh, conscripted by the Allied forces and then transformed into a troop carrier. So it went from a cruise ladder to a troop carrier. And I always thought that was interesting because we sometimes we talk about the church going from a cruise ladder to a battleship. It's true, it is a battleship, but it was interesting that God used the illustration of a troop carrier because we prayed for laborers for the harvest. Amen. And that troop carrier mindset is, you guys are called to equip and empower people to be laborers in the harvest, in your city, in your nation, the nation of the world, to be a missional people. Amen. And we, we, you need to both, your everything about you needs to be about that. 
So we, we took that with our Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 call and several other scriptures, and we began to lay out a process that, um, uh, excuse me, we took that and we responded, and then we said, okay, what is the process? But I want to say this, that I um, I would say that it was one of, it's one of those places where uh, I missed it as a leader, and and um, and I'll take responsibility. We 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 responded in the moment, like, man, what a cool dream, God! What a cool illustration! We're 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 with you, but we didn't take the time to let the word of the Lord work in us. And so this is a principle: we can be inspired by a prophetic word over our lives. Yeah. We can be inspired by a word to a movement or a word to a church. But the um, willingness to let it work its way in you and through you and then diligently work it through, now that is the make or break of whether that word comes to pass. So it's not just hearing the word, it's responding and then yeah. diligently leaning in. So uh, we'll fast forward a little bit. But uh, but so we had a beautiful time in um, uh, here in the summer of 18, and then we went on to Dubai and we had another beautiful time yeah. where God visited us. Joe had a powerful word uh, for us about, hey, we're in the 1040 window and God's visiting us again that we might go forward. Yeah. And, and you know, I've talked to Joe personally, but I want to repent again to you and to the movement. It wasn't that I wasn't listening and it wasn't that the group wasn't listening. It was an incredible word. We were all like, hallelujah, let's go Jesus. Mm. But we were so distracted by so many things uh, and underlying, there was a disunity going on in the movement. We were pulling apart as people were yeah. kind of becoming maybe a little too independent and and a little too um, not leaning in. So the unity thing wasn't there. Um, we weren't willing to take the time to pause in the middle of that yeah. word. And so some pruning came for the next couple of years. You want to comment on that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's like that sometimes with the word of the Lord. You have to stop and, you know, digest it. Yeah. It's got to become part of you. Yeah. Um, and when we don't do that, we can we, we lose sight of it in some yeah. ways. Yeah. And we can tend to maybe sometimes, um, of course, it depends on the environment you're in as well. Yeah. We, we Oh, that's a nice word. And then... What's the next one? Yeah. You know, we're always looking for something, right. the next one. Yeah. Oh, is there something more exciting? Yeah. Or, you know, we, we, sure. we do that easily. Yeah. Um, rather than, and I was taken back to it, and, and I was repenting over, you know, because I can be a bit like that, you know, oh, wait a minute, you're moving on, but we need to do this first. Right, yeah. And that's part of what I see as, as a prophetic voice, is, is part of what I do. And and I probably didn't intercede enough for that word. I got the word, yeah. But then, uh, prophetic people have the own uh, the 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 um, it it's on them then to intercede and see that word yeah. brought forth in that way too. Yeah. Because if we don't pray about them, they're not yeah. going to work. Yeah, it's a spiritual word. To yeah, man, spiritual power to be fulfilled. And then human cooperation yeah. of humility to respond. So, yeah, so I'll just fast forward to uh, uh, us to 2020. So through that 18 to 20, it wasn't just the pandemic that caused the shaking and the kind of the pruning. 
but it was really it began really in 18 and you know some discourse and division different things not just and it wasn't just Antioch it was worldwide it was going on especially in the western church and um yeah so we get to the end of 2020 and we're back to you know what we can't control anything but ourselves mm-hmm. all right so what is the living god saying we didn't get in this for ourselves we didn't get in to be anything other than his servants god obviously we, you have our attention your servants are listening and god spoke so clearly pick up the queen mary word again pick it up you, you didn't fulfill it but i'm giving you another opportunity so yes sir thank you jesus he's so merciful so we picked it back up we brought it forward into 2021 and um, on the notes, we'll attach the notes to this, but you'll see that we then began a process of saying, okay, if God's called us to move from a cruise ladder to a troop carrier, what needs to happen? Year one was this, this uh, idea of conscription, but it's really the idea of surrender. Mm-hmm. Lord, is everything surrendered to you? And we just got serious about all that and letting the pruning have its full work and not trying to control our lives. Year two, we we got our faces again and said, God, speak to us as a community and became abundantly clear in the Queen Mary type of illustration. All right, fire up the boiler room. The boiler room in a ship like that is where the steam and the water and the fire and the gas come together to create the energy to move this ship forward. And that's prayer, intercession, and worship. So we said, that is who we've always been, but we've lagged, we've, we've become lazy in it. Let's stir ourselves up again in the Holy Spirit and yeah. pray and make it the centerpiece of our lives. This past year, 2023, was the word on unity, which again, um, that is such a Mount Everest kind of thing. So we've been working it through, slowing down. Yeah. But I want to make sure that as, we're, as we get into the kind of where we're going here for 2024, is when you're when you're on a process of responding to the word of the Lord, um, you learn that it takes way more time than you thought it did. It takes a little more change yeah. than you planned on. Because if the word's going to actually transform you and your community, and hopefully the world is what we're yeah. part of, that's what we're called to, to affect the whole world, then wow, we're going to have to put mm. on um, uh, uh, our humility and and uh, our leaning in and really work this through. So so I, I would say uh, we're just halfway through this unity word. And and um, on our particular journey, this surrender was year one, 2021, ignite the boiler room at prayer and intercession, 2022, unity, 2023, all three of those we're still working on. So they're like, yeah. they're like continual circles. They're not like done there, did that, you know, uh, yeah. uh, they're, they're just continual circles of of layers of increase of yeah. grace. And so um, I I love the sweetness that we're experiencing right now. Unity of the Spirit, bond of peace. There's, Amen. there's beautiful new sprouts. There's more of a of an agreement going on. And we've got a ways to go yeah. to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Even as we lean into 2024, it's in yeah. the spirit of unity that we're doing it. And one of the things that you see happening, you know, there's a, there's a guy's house out in Rubydale, and they... Uh, what they're doing is they're they're building they're building walls with big pieces of stone, and it's to stop the erosion. And it's a beautiful picture of prayer mm. because 
we every word of the Lord is like a building book that stops the erosion of the yes. church and keeps the church yes. in a place where um, we can see the growth. Yes. You know, um, it's like what people say sometimes. Um, we're looking for green grass for the sheep to eat. Mm. You know, and so we're always looking for that. But if there's erosion, the grass doesn't get a chance to mm. grow mm. because we and it's step by step and building mm. up the word of the Lord to produce what it is that God wants to see. Yeah, yeah. The wisdom of God right. is is stunning, right? And He does it precept upon precept, line upon line, stone upon stone. So that's what's that's what's going on, and um, and we're headed into 2024. So good. So what I hear is. Back in the day, God gives you Isaiah 54, really brings y'all together. There's a lot of fruit that comes out of that. Fast forward to 2018, the Lord brings a word, a Queen Mary word, and it's a pruning word. John 15, that which has been fruitful, right. the Lord is pruning right, so that we might bear more fruit for yes. his glory. Yeah. It didn't sink in initially the depth or the significance of the word that he was speaking because lots of good things going on and sure, people just trying to live life and work through the challenges of each day. But mm -hmm. over the coming years, 2018, 2019, 2020, God was faithful to bring this up again and again and again to say, you guys need to pay attention to this word. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he's been doing a pruning. Uh, he's been doing a cleansing, a transformation, a conscription mm -hmm. that's been marked by surrender and consecration. Amen. It's been marked by prayer. Yeah. It's been marked by unity. And then now, as we start looking at uh, 2024, Jimmy, what are you seeing? What have you seen this year has been the fruit so far? And then what are you seeing kind of as we look to the upcoming year? Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I want to interject one other thing that happened this year that is just so really cool and encouraging. And that is that I was in Norman, one of our churches, and doing some Q&A with elders and leaders. And they said, hey, did you ever think that you would see in your lifetime um, what God put in your hearts, you and Laura's heart at 22 and 21 years old, that the church would uh, train and send people to touch the nations of the earth and all the beauty of that? And I said, well, actually, we're on our third iteration of it or third generation of it. And I walked out of that meeting and I said, why did I say that? You know, and I remembered back that when we first started, God said this. He said, years one to five of this movement would be foundation, six to 10 would be growth, and 11 to 15 would be maturity. And I was like, wow, Lord, that's so helpful. But rather than get fixated on maturity, the, the end of the line, I knew what I needed to do for the first five years was just lay foundations. And then that would produce growth that would produce maturity. Well, if you fast forward that, that was 1987. We go up to 2002. By 2002, we had planted Antioch, Waco. We had gone from a young people's movement to now a church and a family ministry. We had uh, had some very significant breakthroughs in Muslim countries around the world. It was kind of a, a, a beautiful 15-year mm. run. But then another whole move of God began in 2002, and, and that would have launched our next wave of church planters around the world and our impact in our city and around the world. And so that brings us basically to 2018, where God spoke what was needed was a retrofitting, a conscription, a re-surrender. And what we didn't see was a relaying of the foundations. Mm -hmm. So a pruning comes, and now here we are. And God was speaking to me through this Norman experience. 
hey, this is actually a 15-year run. First five years are foundations, six to 10 is growth, 11 to 15 is maturity. So that, to me, started this journey. So when we come to 2024, we're still in this relaying foundations phase where we have, uh, again, surrender, worship and prayer, unity, and I'm expectant for what God's going to speak in uh, this year as what is the next foundation stone that we need to apprehend again. Most of these are things we're getting back to, right. not just like new things. And I always want to say this, it's never out of the context of the centrality of scripture, yeah. right? These are, this is, this, this book is the anchor in the foundation Amen. for our lives. And we are building off of that. Yes. So when we say the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord's already been given. Right. Love God, love man, right. and preach the gospel to the whole world until Jesus comes. We've right. got the word of the Lord. Yeah. But then, Lord, what is our part to play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do we need to do yeah. as we surrender and submit to you? Because we're not leading ourselves. Yeah. God is the one leading us. So let me interject right there. Yeah. What it makes me think of is in Revelation when Jesus is speaking to the churches and he's he's giving them words yeah. that are principles and truths that are throughout scripture, but some they need to uniquely focus on right. in that season, mm. something the spirit is doing in their family. He said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Right. So essentially what you're saying is, yes, we want to live out everything in the scripture. Right. And there are times and seasons where the Holy Spirit is highlighting, yeah. we're emphasizing, you need to pay attention to this. Yeah because of something that I have for you. And that's kind of what, yeah. We're, yeah. what we're talking about. Exactly. Joseph. Yeah, I remember uh, Derek Prince used to put it this way. It's like a dial and um, the the emphasis changes sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's highlighting family. Yeah. And then it's highlighting something in the church. Right. And then it's youth. Yeah. And then it's outreach. Right. And the dial just keeps turning yeah. all the time. Yeah. And if we're responsive to the Lord in the moment mm-hmm. and obedient yeah. to the next thing he tells us to do. Absolutely. Then we 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 continue in the flow yes. of how that works. Yes. And it begins to blossom. Yeah. It'd be like as a surrendered person or a surrendered family or a surrendered church, there's always adjustments that you're mm-hmm. making. Because the Lord is the one guiding the ship, right? Mm-hmm. He sees ahead of all of us, and he knows what you need when. So we didn't sign up to guide our own lives. Right. The God, through his word, by his spirit, he leads us. We're not leading yeah. ourselves. Yeah. We're not smart enough uh, to see ahead to know what we need now. Right. But he does. Mm-hmm. So then when he speaks, we attend fully to what he's saying right now because we'll need it then yeah. As well as we need it now. So, so true. that's the construct. So uh, let me throw a question back to you, Zach. So Zach, why don't you tell us how it, our audience can be involved in helping us hear the word of the Lord for 2024? Yeah. What's our process? Yes. Well, um, A, I love this. Again, just trying to hear the Lord and respond to him. And I love that y'all have made it um, where there's an opportunity for so many people to be a part of discerning what the Holy Spirit is speaking into our family of churches. And so in this time of the year, we're entering into a season of prayer. Uh, we're putting this together mid-September, the latter part of September. We're asking our family of churches to seek the Lord in prayer with us. And if God's put something on your heart earlier this year or even in this window, to share that, we've created a website called AntiochWOTL.com where 
anyone in our family of churches can send things in. We're going to be doing uh, Zoom calls with various leaders from the Amen. movement, trying to gather input, gather what is God speaking to our community. That's going to lead up to a time in October where the Antioch Oversight Team is going to meet together with all of this input. I believe last year when y'all did it, it was 30 or 40 pages of input that people <laughs> had of things. Yeah, it was great. Since God was speaking. And then with that group of leaders from around the world, take time to pour over those things and really seek to discern, okay, Lord, where are you leading our family of churches mm. for this next season in this broader journey that you're taking us on? So, so excited about that. Really looking forward to it. And want to just invite everyone who's watching this or listening to this, we want to hear what the Holy Spirit has been stirring in you, things you think mm. that God might be speaking to the whole movement. We want to hear from you. And then the leaders of the movement, the the, the elders, if you will, mm -hmm. want to take time to really test and to weigh and to sift through that to say, okay, it seems to us and to the Holy Spirit, this is the direction that yes. God has yes. for the year ahead. Mm. That. Yeah, no, I'd say amen. And for those who geek out a little bit on church governance, what it is, is that beautiful blend of a congregational expression. Yeah. What are we asking of the congregation? You hear God with us. We believe that God speaks through the congregation. Mm -hmm. We believe God speaks through the elders. So you have kind of the presbytery mm -hmm. um, um, expression of, of church governance. And then we believe God speaks through the apostolic and the prophetic. So at all three levels of church governance, the Holy Spirit is speaking, yeah. and we want to hear from everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's our joy, and and out of it, I have great confidence. Mm -hmm. The God who has led us thus far will lead us forward Amen. as we submit and surrender to him and, of, and, and do it together. Yeah, and of course, as we as we get all these words from around the world, really, yeah. and we take them, and we're looking for the essence. Yes. It's yeah. that essence of yeah. what God would be saying to each and every individual in church and putting it into a few words yeah. that we can all lay hold of then yeah. and know that that's the anchor point for 2024. Amen. Joe, pray that we'd hear God together. So, yeah. Father, we do. We pray for everyone listening today and any day, and we just ask, Lord, mm -hmm. that as we seek you, we know we will find you because your word tells us that. And Father God, we pray that as the word of the Lord comes, that we would be a people that would rally around these the word, Lord. And Father God, that we would maintain the unity, we would maintain the prayer, and we would continue to be retrofitted into yeah. following through with everything that you're saying and everything that you're calling us to do in these days, in the mighty name of Jesus. So bless each one as we seek your face to know what it is that you have for us, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.